Hey, what's going on, SG Squared listener? Jason Banzoff here, producer for the Group Talk Network of Podcasts. We're going to be playing some former episodes to give you new content every single week. Some of these may be from the past couple of years, but they are still relevant today. You may hear something about COVID or some other things that may have gone at that time, so don't be worried. We did not go back in time. However, uh, these are going to be great episodes for you to listen to, so make sure you tune in to SG Squared every single week. Now on to the episode. Hello, and welcome to SG Squared. Steve Bladen, Global Small Groups Pastor at Saddleback Church, pulls from his 20-plus years of small group ministry experience to encourage and equip listeners to lead more effective small group ministry. Sit back, learn, and enjoy SG Squared with Steve Gladen. For this show, our trending topic is related to uh, the five benefits of belonging. So uh, on the weekend of January 4th and 5th, Pastor Rick started off this amazing new teaching series called This Is Us. And in week one, his message was titled, The Only Family That Will Last Forever. And in this message, Pastor Rick talks about the five benefits of belonging. So Steve, for those listening, if you could share with us, what are the five benefits of belonging and why should small group point people really be aware of these? Yeah. And um, I, this this rings so true because so often we, we miss... Um, the the trees for the forest or the forest for the trees, whichever way that analogy goes through. This is why I need Carol in here. You know, I got Derek. He didn't have a clue what I'm talking about. Uh, but, you the know, good uh, enough principle. The good enough, right there. <laughs> so, but part of, you know, so often when we're talking about small group ministry, we don't back it up enough to understand what is it that that we're trying to do and what what is that end in mind and, and what is it that people are yearning for. And so part of it is when you understand how God made the church, he made it in a family system. Uh, If any of you have taken Psychology 101, uh, you know that every family unit has a family system. Uh, Lisa and I, in raising our two kids, we created a family system, whether we knew it or we didn't know it. In your church is a family system. And when you understand how family permeates so much of what the New Testament is wired on, you can start to understand, you know, how you can utilize that to help your small group ministry grow and thrive and get healthy if we're where your church is trying to go. And so when you're looking at this, you got to understand that all throughout the New Testament, God uses a family motif. He's talking about how um, the, the highest qualification for a pastor in 1 Timothy is, can you run your family? Can you lead your family? Because the family unit is a microcosm to the church. When you look throughout the New Testament, you see that the primary motif is always parent-child. It's not teacher-pupil. And so when you understand that God didn't want you to structure your church on a governmental system, uh, which a lot of churches try to do, and they are about as successful as our government, or it's not on a military system, you're not conquesting someone, it's not based on a school system of semesters, when it's not based on, um, you know, a, uh, a corporate system, we're not just making widgets. But when you understand it's on a family system, then you can start to figure out, okay, so what people crave most is belonging, is, is connection, is fellowship, uh, it is, you know, being a member of something. Now, sometimes member and membership has such a, a bad meaning in our culture, but you got to understand we're members of everything. Uh, I have members of my family, whether they've, you know, chose to or not. Uh, you're, probably most of you are a member of something, either, especially in this part of January, everyone's probably a member of a club of some type to try and get in healthy uh, fitness and all that. 
Some of you may be uh, a membership in a, in a Costco or a Sam's Club or something like that. Uh, every one of us are in a membership of where we live. Uh, we signed a membership agreement called a mortgage or a car loan or something like that. So there, we commit to things. Now, the thing is, is do people understand the value of what we're committing to? And I always have people, you know, are wondering, you know, how can I make my small groups thrive? Well, part of it, you got to give them, you got to meet them where their benefits are. And it's not just get into a group. You're trying to, you are selling the benefits that are there. And the cool thing is when you look at God's word and you look throughout the New Testament and on the show notes, we'll have some, um, some verses for you so we don't eat up a lot of time, uh, you know, reading from the Quran. Uh, you know, hopefully not. I just want to see if you're listening. But God uses five motifs. And in each one of the motifs, when he's talking about family, where you belong to the church, which is temple courts and house to house, you figure out, you know, what are these benefits that, that we're getting? And the benefits of belonging are going to be important for you to hammer on so that people can understand that that's their felt need. When you look at commercials, they're trying to sell you on benefits and you're buying into it. And in the same way in the church world, you got to think through these five and go, do I have testimonies on each one of these five? Is my pastor preaching on each one of these five? Do our people understand it so that you can do it? So let me just jump into that really quick. There's five analogies that God uses about the family. One of them is he talks about God's family. He talks about the, the family of, of God. Uh, another one is God's temple. He talks about being in God's temple. Uh, the third one is he talks about Christ's body. And the fourth one is God's flock and then God's garden. And in each one of these that you'll see in the show notes, each one of these is talked about in scripture, but has a benefit of what we're doing in small group ministry. So let me go through these. The first one, God's family. And that's where you learn your true identity. Part of all of our problems is, is we associate our identity in a zip code we live in, in an ornament on a car, in a label on our clothes, on our fruit, on our devices. We, we get hung up and we're trying to always identify with something. And part of it, we just forget that our identity is in God and in God's family the bride of Christ. And so uh, part of the beauty of groups is they help you figure out authentic community. They help you understand, you know, your identity is not in the clothes that you wear, in the name on your business card, in where you sit in your office, in what you do for a living. Your identity is tied in Christ. And when when people can find out that in community, that, that identity can be figured out, that is going to serve your ministry strong. Number two, in God's temple, I'm supported by others. And this is part of what we try to help people understand is that you've got to understand not only that do you need to support others, but at some point in time, you're going to need to be supported. And it's never, you know, uh, scheduled. Our small group, uh, we were closing out the year. We had planned a great party and everything. And somebody in our small group uh, had a severe accident, got a severe concussion, a head injury, head trauma, and uh, was in the hospital and ICU for 13 days. Well, that, that changed our whole small group. And our small group rang in 2020 in a hospital waiting room, because we got kicked out of his room, uh, but in a hospital room, uh, waiting room, because um, 
we were there to support. There was no way we were going to do a party without being close to the people we're with. And so often you find out in this culture that our blood families get scattered and our spiritual family is the only thing that's going to be there in the long run. The third one is uh, the, it has the, the analogy of Christ's body. And in the small group, one of our greatest values is I discover my unique value or my unique giftedness. And when you use the giftings that God has given you, when you discover how you fit in the body, in your small group and in your uh, in the temple courts too, when you discover that, the natural byproduct is value. And when you feel value, you give time. You look at the 350 people that are on our leadership team in the small group network. They don't do it because of the money because there is no money. They don't do it because they have time coming out of their ears. They do it because they understand how they fit in the body in Christ and how they're making a contribution. And part of what you've got to help people in your church understand is that when you're in a small group, you're going to discover your value. They're going to get to practice in your small group using the value before they may be using it in the church. And it's a great leadership factory uh, there. A fourth benefit is uh, the analogy of going off God's flock. And that's where I receive protection. Uh, Because when you receive protection uh, in the church, and the church is designed, when you look at Scripture, it is designed as to be protective of the, the flock. The shepherds protect the flock, but also you help them understand that there is protection in your small group. Uh, That's where we have that phrase, you know, you want to confess your temptation before you confess your sin, because the, the, the body of Christ, the small group will help people feel comfortable enough, because their identity is in Christ, comfortable enough to confess the things that they're thinking about before they actually act on them. And the beauty of that is that you, there's a form of protection that happens inside your groups when when people when authentic community happens when people are functioning the way God wanted them to through the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. There's a byproduct inside the church of spiritual protection, sometimes physical protection, emotional protection, psychological protection. There's many forms of protection uh, that can be there. The fifth benefit that we've got to help people see, and that's when uh, it talks about in God's garden, the motif in God's garden, and it talks about, I become productive. And when you when you look at people in a small group, when they're functioning the way God wants them to, you're going to see that uh, they're going to be more productive. Um, I, I love this phrase that Rick says. He says, in God's garden even broken limbs bear fruit. And how true that is, every one of us are so broken, but every one of us can produce fruit that can make an impact into the kingdom. And when you look at these last two, uh, I'm sorry, when you look at number three and number uh, five, you can see how they pull together in not only people doing uh, you know, their part in the body of Christ in uh, producing value, but also when you are doing that, you you're you're bearing fruit, and you're bearing fruit not only just in contributing your giftedness. You start to bear fruit in 
sharing the gospel with other people. And one of the benefits is, is it just doesn't start with you. You're a witness. Uh, you know, when you're talking about this whole garden motif and bearing fruit, you, you see that, you know, a witness is just somebody who's just on the stand telling, you know, hey, this is the way it happened. And when you're a witness inside your communities that you live in, when you talk about where you live, where you work, the sports clubs that you're in, the the clubs that you're a part of, you'll understand that you can uh, be a productive follower of Christ because you're helping others come into that. So five benefits, you can review them in the show notes, but understand that what drives people into community is not your funny videos, although those are great, are not the preaching uh, about groups, although that's persuasive too, is, is not just you know how you, you frame it up and market it, but when you help people see these five benefits, the pull through will be miraculous. Great stuff, Steve. That is very insightful. And as I look over those five benefits, I think number three would probably be one of my favorites, uh, how in Christ's body, in a small group, I discover my unique value. And Steve, I don't know if you said this or if this is Salabak language, but I've heard it said that uh, small groups are leader breeders. Yeah. And uh, it's because people find their unique value and gifts and can use them. So great stuff. That is this show's trending topics. And again, check the show notes uh, to see uh, that whole breakdown that Steve shared. But uh, Steve, what do you think? We just completed our first show. Hey, thanks for joining us on our inaugural maiden voyage of this new breed of group talk and hope that you'll uh, join in and listen to us as we go through our four crazy segments uh, that Eric will always guide you through. Have a great week. Thanks. See you guys. Thank you for listening to Steve Gladen on Small Groups. If you like what you've heard, make sure you subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you want to learn more, make sure you check out smallgroupnetwork.com for more resources.